like that. We're back. Remember when there used to be like lighters at concerts? Oh, yeah. And now it's all cell phone lights. I really thought you were going to break into the Revenge of the Nerds song, right? That was kind of the, the rhythm going right there. Everybody gather around. We're Lambda, 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 Lamb, and Omega Moo. We come here on stage tonight to do a song for you. We got a rock and rhythm and a high-tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got Point Dexter on the lead guitar and little old rap type me, Lamar. We got Booger Presley. No, we got Booger Presley on the main guitar. The moos in their suits are clapping along. And just before you thought you saw it all, comes a little Lambda Lambda, four feet tall break. And then Wormser comes out and he, they break. Oh, yeah. and they put his hands on him. Remember that? Oh, yeah. In your I can't believe you got name, that much of it right. I know the whole thing. Everybody gather around. We come here on stage tonight to do a show for you. We got a rock and rhythm and a high-tech sound that'll make you move your body down to the ground. We got... Booger Presley on the main guitar. Point Dexter. Yeah, Booger Presley on the main guitar. And little old me, rap type Lamar. We got Katashi banging on his gong and the moves in the suits clapping along. And just before, it's, I forgot the Point Dexter part. There's Point he's Dexter. He's got the fiddle, right? He's he got the violin. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got the fiddle. God, that was awesome. And John Goodman. You need to go out there and defend your father's names. You just got your asses kicked by a bunch of GD nerds. <laughs> nerds 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 ogre god ogre. those are good movies ogre always oh, one of the best how could you ever get tired of that ash takashi <laughs> <laughs> i'm tired of betty <laughs> that's my oh god oh see that's another great thing is like i don't know if that kind of movie would fly today no would it like i know that they have these backdoor movies or i'm not trying to sound like porn deals but i'm talking about like these like movies that never would go to theater. They're just like low, low budget and they go straight to Netflix. Like they have some American pies on there Yeah, and there's nudity on them. Like I'm sure, but dude, that year of what was that? 82, 83, 84. It was Porky's mm -hmm. in the shower scene. It was 16 candles and Molly Ringwald's underwears. I don't even know if there's any nudity in 16 candles. I think a little tiny bit. But then Revenge of the Nerds, they plant those cameras in that sorority house. Oh, yeah. And it's full frontal nudity. The panty like, raid, dude. It's oh, panty yeah. raid. Panty raid. <laughs> <laughs> How fast are we going? I got the old cruise control set at 35. God, that whole. Do you remember this part, the song that's playing when the house is burning down? No, what is it? Our house. <laughs> no, burning down the house. Oh, yeah. I think it's talking heads. Yeah. But anyway, like a movie like that, I don't know if that goes today. That's cancel culture shit. Because there's there's racism in it, I'm sure. They're making fun of Lamar, homosexual. They make fun of Katashi. Like, what the F is a frush? They mm -hmm. like make it fun of Asian, which wouldn't go today. They're making fun of nerds a ton. Well, and doesn't he sleep with the popular girl because she thinks it's the other guy? So you got like a little statutory yeah, rape type thing going on there. Yeah, you know, whatever Charles. you call that. Yeah. Let's do it on the moon. Yeah. <clears throat> and he tricks her because he's in that dark. He's he steals Stan Gable's Darth Vader, or that Star Wars mask. That's right. Yeah, that doesn't fly. But I don't know. Neither would like a Blazing Saddles or any of that stuff. Oh, I that would, why they that would never fly. I can't believe it flew back then. Like right. that's like that is like I don't even know. I don't even know what Brooks and those guys were thinking when they made it. Like what the story was. Like was it meant to be racist? I know there's the N word is in. I don't like the N word. I don't like the idea of saying it. I think it's a chicken shit word. But 
like a movie like that of just a simple comedy of Revenge of the Nerds, a fraternity sorority movie. These nerds are going to Adams College and the football players are against the nerds. <laughs> they kick them out of their house. They're living in the gymnasium. <laughs> Remember when they go to the recruitment or what's it called when you get into a fraternity? Rush. 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 Week. But what do they do? What is that called? The initiation. The initiation. I mean, people at our local university here have been in trouble oh. for initiations. There's several frat houses that are no longer there because of it. Yeah, but they did that sheep scene and all that. I mean, oh, yeah. that show was so impolitic, impolitically correct that it, it, I mean, I don't know if there's movies like that anymore. There's comedies. Let's think of the comedies. We've broke down Wedding Crashers. There's no nudity like that in Wedding Crashers. A little bit in the opening montage. Yeah, with the girls falling yeah. on the bed. Then uh, a little bit. I was thinking. I was just thinking of a. Uh, what's the one with Ryan Reynolds when he's in Cal uh, Kilmer or uh, Van Wilder? Van Wilder. Is there little nudity in that? Little, t much. little tiny bit. But that was a gross dog scene when they gave him the fresh. That's croissants. what I was thinking. Oh look, it's still warm. The initiation, dude. With you know all Ugh. the. It's kind of you know the frat guys versus the other guys. You know narrative thing. That's a great movie though. Well, let's break down comedies today. I guess let's just talk comedies. I mean. It's breaking it down. Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Thank you very much. Thank you for enjoying it responsibly and never allowing underage drinking as we talk about all these movies where they're drinking in college. Mm -hmm. Never allow underage drinking. Today's episode of Breaking It Down, part of the This Life Ain't For Everybody family of podcasts, is also brought to you by our friends and family at Flask Cap. I had an unbelievable call with the Flask Cap team today. This thing's awesome. Have you been? I mean, I'm not a TikTok guy, but Jen was showing me some. They're getting millions of views on these creative product idea they came out with. It's me, badass. It's weird though, and maybe it's because you're wearing that hat that I thought about it. Think how rad it would have been if that flask cap was around when we were in college. In college, dude. And number one for games and stuff, but going to the movies. Me and my buddies when we were in college, Sunday yeah. nights we would go to the movies. You know because. Yeah, it was awesome. You, you could eat there. You know, you watch a movie, kill a couple hours. If you had a flask cap back then, whew. Yeah, but, and they don't frisk you when you go into a theater. I think a lot of theaters are like, bring your own drinks now, right? They don't care. Yeah, there's even, I mean, but there are theaters that are high-tech ones that serve alcohol. Before COVID, there was those nice ones that you could oh, yeah. have a bar at and stuff. But yeah, that flask cap, dude, you don't have to worry about bringing a flask, obviously. You don't have to worry about bringing a glass bottle. Mm-hmm. You got your mixer and your ice in the bottom in the tumbler, which is an awesome tumbler. And then the, the innovation is in that cap. And the big one you can put up to, you know, nine, eight or nine shots, a little one, five or six shots. With the press of a button, it dispenses the liquor down into the mixer. You're out on your boat. You don't want a glass bottle. Take a chance of it breaking. You're on the beach. Glass isn't allowed. Yep. So you got it all in one. You might have a cooler where you have a Coke in there, like a two liter or a plastic one liter bottle and a bag of ice. And then all of your liquor is right there in the cap. And I mean, if you're abusing it, which nobody should, everything in moderation, you're not going to drink through all that in a day. No. You're not. But see, and I look at it from a little bit different viewpoint because I know that people mix heavy into their tumbler because they figure, I'm this is the only one I can get in. Yeah. So then, now, they, then they overdo it. Right. And it's, you don't it's have bad. to. You don't like, have to. And you could take that cap off and I could give you a little bit into your cup if you have a, a one that's not a flask cap. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, they're legit. Flask cap, F L A S K A P. I have not looked at their TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I don't have TikTok. Do they, are they on Jen Instagram? Was Jen was showing me. Um, but they're badass. Drew and the whole crew. Innovative, awesome product. They got some new disruptive product coming in 2022. We're talking about doing awesome stuff with them. 
it's going to be killer. Do they work only on their tumblers, or can you put them on other ones? Do you know? If I put you they're on the making, spot, I apologize. They're, they're working on that right now. They're literally working on that right now as far as... Have you used one yet? No. Not at all? I don't have one. How do you not have one? Well, I used one that you had here, but I don't have my own. Do you want one? Yeah. You got cash on you? I do. You do? Not really. <laughs> really? Can I work it off? Sweep the floors or something? This next partner is you have one on your truck, the Lear Topper. Oh, yeah. Why do you like them? Wait, so, first of all, have you noticed how many people have them now that you have one? It's yeah. like you become part of a, You're see, a Harley guy. You become part of a Harley gang. It's like huh? being on your Harley. Waved, people no, wave at you and shit. I see that the, the I, it's my exact same truck, maybe like different wheels or something like that. But, yeah, there's a ton of them. Hey, I'll tell you what. Uh, my first truck when I was 16 had a camper shell on it, but I never – I thought it was lame, you know, because I was young. So I took it off. After getting this one, the the whole the best thing is like you leave your expensive cooler back there, you leave your your boots, your pack, your all that stuff, and you lock it. You don't have to worry about it at all. So so many different levels of protection too. Right. And my truck, you know, I have a Toyota, so it's smaller. So like I utilize the bed of that truck, and then you know, on top of it, the obvious reason if it rains or snows or whatever, you know, all your stuff doesn't get screwed up. But the fact that they now lock the way they do with mine just has a center knob on it so you don't have to try and unhook each one and unlock them and it's hooked right to your key fob you hit the unlock button and unlocks your camper shell you hit the button it opens up light comes on dude they're so rad i freaking love everything about my lear locker i pull it down when i was in nebraska and all the guys there in nebraska our new friends i gotta tell you about this black goose outfitters god they're awesome dudes um is that where that big football player came from I saw on your Instagram? Yeah, he's, you that's, I met him for the first time in Arkansas a couple years ago. He played. Did you look him up? Justin no, he's a big man. I mean, Niners. I, he played for the Niners, the the Niners, Jacksonville, the Raiders, and the Dolphins. Stud. He was the he got the highest paid NFL offensive lineman contract in history. Back in the I don't know if it's been broken since. Really? But he was awarded that. He was an absolute stud. His name is Justin Smiley. I got his assigned jersey from him. He's so nice. We're talking about doing some other stuff. And that's his outfit, or he was just there hunting with you, or what? No, he's he introduced me to the guys, though. It's his friend that owns it. Oh, really? Hell of an organization. Great people. But they saw that Lear Locker come down, and then Benelli's in there, and they flipped. Oh, the what the fuck? Where do what? what? And they, they're, they were going nuts about it. There's no way. If you're an outfitter, you have to have a, you have to have a Lear, and you have to have that. Well, locker. a lot of them, a lot of them are getting into that because they like that protection. They got their enclosed trailer, and now you can have. I mean, our systems are set up with that Lear locker and our dog kennels and our deck drawer systems, which we're going to talk about. We got a couple of the partners to talk about. But when you open that Lear, and then you got our deck drawers, and I've been, you know, we've been working with deck for two years, two and a half years now. And is there stuff that you can't do in the setup that I have that you can do with just a topper? Well, yeah. But I don't miss any of it. I've 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 formatted my life and scheduled my life around the way it's set up. And I talk about double layers of protection, but man, you got the tailgate, you got the lock topper. Yep. All of it unlocks with the push of your automatic your key fob or your bu- buttons on your truck door. It's all wired in. Then you got your deck drawers that are locked. Can't get in. Then you got your Lear locker that locks. Yep. Can't get in. 
then well, then you can strap down things inside of that on top of your deck because it's got your D-rings in there. If you take your topper off, you don't have a Lear and you got the deck drawer in there. You can put a four-wheeler on top of them things and, and strap it down with your ramps. But that's what I'm saying. That Lear mixed with that that those deck drawers, those deck drawers, now they got the, the peacekeeper in there for your guns. If I know I'm going on a duck hunt and I know that I'm not going and I know I'm not pulling my trailer and I'm going to be meeting a bunch of people that we're doing a Benelli photo shoot or whatever, I can have four guns in each drawer or i can have eight up top in my lear locker with four in each of my deck drawers if i needed to i can have one drawer full of ammo and calls or dog training equipment and stuff bottle water jackling jerky whatever they come with all the toolboxes that you could organize like that and then in the other drawer you could have your guns maybe some goose flags in there the you know something that's longer some mojo pulls whatever you want to do i have i've put everything into those drawers yeah and it's always there organized and it's organized the key to success because there's nothing worse than walking all the way out wherever you were going and you forgot something because it wasn't there where it was supposed to be. It's in the back of your truck rolling around and shit. No, they, I'm telling you, um, the whole idea of the deck system with the Lear, I freaking love it. You know, and then we have bed slides too in some of our trucks that are owned, you know, by the tag group. And those things are slick too. They pull all the way out and you could have your coolers on there, your dog kennels strapped down and you can't, you're not like, you know, some guys hate the idea of getting up in the back of the truck so much that all these truck companies are making easy access steps with holding bars and stuff. I mean, come on, you can't jump up on your, but it is nice. Okay. For people that can't get up there, you might be older. You might have a knee operation. You might be crippled up a little bit. You don't want to get up there. That bed slide allows you to pull it all the way out and reach whatever you want. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that the one complaint that, you know, you hear people say, well, now you got to crawl all the way in your truck to get stuff. Number one, I don't put anything in the way back that isn't, you know, or towards the cab. I don't put anything back there that I need right away. But yeah, get a bed slide if you hate that. And bed slides are slick. Yeah. And I love love the idea of the deck, though. The deck is so sick the, just the ingenuity in it and the design and then you know you're talking about our partners you get in there and you got your coolers you got your gator coolers in there ice drink one meat one like we talked about not mixing your meat with your ice like i'm talking about like if you visualize this you can build this system and we've been running the roads of america doing this non-stop and it works so you got your cooler in there now. You might have an egg soft sided cooler in there, right? Or you got your you got your seventy on wheels in there. You might have a one ten. You might have a forty five. Whatever size cooler you have, it can be locked down with the D rings if you want it to. It can be secured because people are always eyeballing them coolers for some reason because they're too lazy to go get a job and buy their own. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, your food stays fresh, your drinks stay cold, your ice stays frozen. Everything's organized. Nothing's worse than reaching into a cooler full of melted ice with that gross water or using beer ice that's keeping your beer cans and soda cans cold to put in your drink cup. Right. You have another couple bags in this cooler over here. It's organized. It's just a badass way to freaking experience the outdoors and traveling and doing what we do the other day, you know, speaking about deck, their their D bag, (laughs) it comes after that name, but it's the D bag. Their backpack system, I take that out of the, the Lear, and I lay it out, and everybody's kind of looking at me again. And we're going scouting. I unzip it. Tripods, spotting scopes, range finders, a pad and pencil for notes if I'm not using my iPhone, and all my binoculars. Yep. It's just all laid out and organized in there. Then all the all the pockets that are on the, the lid, you open it up. Open those up, Flash flashlights, headlamps, knives, skinning knives, all this stuff, organized. What happens? You clean it, you take pride in it, you put it back in that backpack, 
I'm not looking for my binoculars next time I go scouting. I always have one pair of binoculars up in the cab of my truck. Right. But when I'm going on a scouting mission and I'm going to stop and look at this field and really look at, like, where's the fence lines? Where's the roost? Where's the loaf? Where are they coming from? Where's the high part in the field? Now I got my spotting scopes out and we're looking through it and we're really analyzing this field. Then I'm like, all right, well, that fence is this far away from where we want to be set up. Because when you go in there in the dark in the morning and you might not be staying there until they, you know, they get out of there at the night, you should put them to bed. But sometimes birds stay in there till after dark. You don't want to go in there and scare them up. Right. So you got to mark your spot and try to find out where you're going to set up. Because you go in there in the morning, everything looks different in the dark. If you're setting up for a big goose hunt or oh, yeah. a morning hunt, I'd rather go in at 10 a.m. if it's cold out and they're, they're you know, it's a, the way I like to hunt. But again, you're organized. So I pull that out. And we got all of our vortex binoculars and all of our spotting scopes laid up in there. That's badass. That's organized. Yeah. That's And people are like, well, you just get to hunt the best places. Yeah, we're honored to do it. But man, even those best places, we strike out a lot on. And if it wasn't for the ability to be organized and successful in scouting and having the right crew, we would never kill them. You well, can't cover enough ground to find them. And if you don't, if you can eliminate some of the stress and, and you know, heartaches like we're talking about, you know, you forgot your knife, you forgot your goose flag, you forgot, you know, if everything's organized and, and those things are eliminated in the morning, you just have a better hunt. You know what I mean? 100%. If, if, if you can go out there and put your blind out or get in your blind and do whatever and, and, and you're ready to go for that first flight, you know, there's nothing worse than not being prepared for the first group that comes in. Yeah. Sometimes it's the only group that comes in. Yeah, and you got to have your blinds concealed. you got to have your dog in. you got to have your guns ready and safe and unload. There's so much that goes into it. Organization is key. Yep. And i got to tell you two more things about partners that this trip just wowed people. Um, meet your maker. We've talked about a bunch. I pulled this grind. You use my idea. I think I did. It, my, I, I did it three it. times in Oklahoma, two times in Wyoming, one time in Kansas and two times. No, one time in Nebraska and two times in Kansas, or that might be vice versa. I pull this thing out and we are shooting the piss out of ducks and geese, right? We're killing them. I mean, it's on. Oklahoma, it's on. We're killing 64 lessers a day, eight, eight, man, eight, eight bird limits, eight man limits. It's a lot of geese. Yeah. Then we're killing mallards. That's seven apiece or six apiece, maybe five apiece. I don't remember. It's five apiece in Oklahoma. Seven or eight shooters, 35, 40 ducks. Boom. Get it out there. And I'm freaking Cody Cannon from Whiskey Myers there. Chase Rice is there. Rob Roberts is there. Russ is there. Higsby, who owns the lodge. Blue and Trey and all the guys flowing. This is Oklahoma. And bam street tacos then i made a, a goose a canada goose spaghetti we literally went to the store down the street and freaking got just straight up freaking packs of bacon no we did that one time but we also in oklahoma we did that in wyoming or we did that in nebraska because they didn't have any pork butts we just got right. pork butts dude they're like is that grinder really going that fast they looked in the cooler go oh, this is going to take forever they look in the cooler it was empty yep are you shitting me so my point is then did we you- go to wyoming and we do it do tacos up there, enchiladas up there, everybody, John LaMonico, all the people, JJ, the entire organization at Wild Brasca that we're going to podcast on that pretty soon. They're just like, you've got to be kidding me how awesome that was. Then we get to Nebraska, the big football player, Justin, I got pictures of us holding up all the ground. They wouldn't even let me take any home. I was going to say, did you seal it up and, and vacuum sealed every bag market, Oklahoma, it, Wyoming, yeah. Kansas, Nebraska, the dates, what it is, Canada goose sausage. Canada Goose Chorizo, Canada Goose Breakfast Sausage, Canada Goose Maple Bacon, whatever it was, Canada Goose Sonora. The Sonora's our provider rub that we could throw on this. And then this, then we put some dragon on this for some stir fries or whatever. They, Larry Fryman, the owner of Black Goose Outfitters, comes to the lodge we're staying out that's like 10 minutes from the, their other place. 
He comes and brings four big vacuum seal bags and puts it in the freezer. He's like, hey, this week my clients are going to be here from Louisiana. Boom, I'm going to tell them to throw down on eggs and breakfast or tacos, whatever. I think every outfitter that's got lodging ought to have them. Everyone that I went to this year is buying it. And every, that was my point in telling you that. Every single one of them said, where do we buy and when can we? Mm-hmm. It just makes sense. And I think it takes some of the intimidation out of, you know, I'm not going to prejudge anybody's cooking abilities or anything like that, but it's a heck of a lot easier to figure out what to do with ground meat than it is to, what to do with a Canada goose breast. You know what I'm saying? And you give that to a guy who's got a one-pound pack of ground meat that he can, like you said, make street tacos, make spaghetti, make lasagna, whatever. He's not going to be intimidated to cook in that wild game, and it's just all in all better experience. 100%. And it, it's one of those things to where now when they see it in action and they hear it, how quiet it is and how mean it is, it just, boom, it's gone. Like you're not sitting there with your – it comes with a plunger if you need it. Which sometimes, Never used it once. <laughs> you, sometimes you got to get down in there in the bottom, just get a little bit more bacon through there, whatever. But I'm grabbing those goose and I'm putting them in there and mixing 80-20 with 20% fat. Boom, and they're just like, holy smokes. And then you take that first grind, change out your wheel on it, then you freaking put the smaller grind in there, the finer grind, and it comes out looking just like ground beef at your local butcher shop. Did you, uh, do you have to worry about pellets in it? You got to be pretty thorough about. Spits every one of them out. Not one time have I had pellets left in there. No kidding. Yeah, and most of the time when I'm cleaning geese, you find them, right? They're, right. they're never really in the meat. They're always up against the bone or whatever. But um, I'm just telling you, everybody, Justin Smiley, Larry Fryman, his partner Ryan, everybody down in Oklahoma, JJ and his dad up in Wisconsin or up in Wyoming, guys in Kansas, all buying the grinder. Ask Clay, go out there right now. I, I call him. I go, dude, we need to call me. Every one of these people want a grinder. Yeah, they're hard to find in stores because they sell out so fast. So now we're trying to figure out how can we get how can we get these grinders into every everybody's hands that we can because it's a way not just to enjoy the meat and make it taste unreal because nobody's like. Well, I can't wait to cook that Canada goose breast tonight. Nobody does that. Even me. And I love waterfowl. But if I'm going to eat goose, it's spec. If I'm going to eat it like a steak. Snow geese in Canada's, if you do this, I'm telling you, dude, people are. Cody Cannon's like, this is really goose. Cody Cannon's the lead singer of Whiskey Myers. He's eating that goose spaghetti. The next morning, I wake up and I make everybody breakfast. Fried eggs over medium eggs on top of goose spaghetti leftovers from the night before. They're like, this is unbelievable. It just teaches people that thinking outside the box, they're never going to shy away from cooking that Canada goose. No. They're just not going to do it. And now you stay legal because if you go somewhere, I got that grinder in my trailer. I go over the Canadian border or I go into a, another state and you're going to be there five days, but you can only have a three-day possession limit. I'm going to eat tacos two nights in a row and eat two of my possession limits. Right. So now I'm legal still. Or, or make a huge check pot your of local spaghetti, regulations. Like you and if you're going to grind, can you carry it across state lines to carry it home? Look into all this. There's discussion points on all this. I'm under the impression that if you process it like that and add the pork fat, it's no longer a part of that. You have to transport it with a wing on. I don't know. You have to look into these laws because there's something behind taking waterfowl from one state across state lines and the game wardens in the Department of Interior, the Department of Natural Resources, the DNR being able to identify what that bird is from a wing being attached so if you show up with a cooler full of all this ground meat they're going to go well how do we know it's all canada geese there's specks in there there's ducks in there there's widget in there there's mallards in there there's canvas back in there and then you're going to be like no we only canada goose on so there's you gotta there's there's a discussion around this okay now if you come to my house and i got a nevada hunting license and you come to my freezer and you you go 
well, wh- what's all this? And it's all laid out and tagged at my abode. I'm legal as shit. I can still go out and kill three more possession limits if it's processed and labeled and stacked in my freezer as goose sausage or goose brats or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I can go out and shoot another day. I might have a limit hanging there of a daily limit. Everything else is processed in my freezer and labeled and vacuum sealed. I'm still allowed two more possession limits because you you're pos- or two more daily limits because your possession limit is three times your daily limit in most states now, where it used to be two times. Right. So this dude, this is it's so they're not expensive. People are so surprised by the price and the freaking performance you get out of this Do and the quality. Work? It's unreal. And then you get into the sausage stuffing and all the sausage shooters and everything like that. And you start making brats and hot dogs and wild game hot dogs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is next level shit. I'm making dry salami. And the last partner we're talking about tonight, because I had to tell you this too. Every single person, and I'm talking people that love to eat, would put that Napa Valley olive oil on their finger and taste it and be like, oh my God. And then Clay would cook something in it and they'd be like, taste the difference. Taste the difference. And they're just like eggs, vegetables, meats, quesadillas. I made tacos and my taco shells and stuff I do. Instead of like getting a lot of vegetable oil real hot, I was using a little bit of that olive oil, getting it real hot and high heat and flipping the tortilla real fast. It just tastes better Mm -hmm. than vegetable oil. It's not something that you're going to fill up three inches and get real hot and get a good fry out. That's not what olive oil is used for. That's peanut oil or vegetable oil, right? Right. Canola, something like that. But the guys, the the Particelli family at Napa Valley Olive Oil have mastered this this family recipe. I mean, it is freaking delicious. Are they uh, are they squeezing grapes right at their facility there, filling and everything? Grapes, not grapes, olives. Olives. They do you it said all. Napa. They do it all. They they do it all from they buy the the olives right there because all of countries north of there by Chico, you know, they bring them down, then they condense them and they put them in their own vats and they sit there on that freaking milk crate with that cushion, that pillow cushion on it and just fill bottles really? all day long. That's cool. After they, you know, after they take the, the olives and, and Sque- do their thing with it, with their recipe. Do do. Absolutely lights out. So all of that mixed is, is organization and having an arsenal and a vision of making your hunts come together from everything that we talk about. That's, that's why I don't want people to think, Oh, well you only use Lear cause they pay you, dude, we've had Lear's on our trucks for years, right? Lear is just in this space cause they support this culture. What's wrong with that? That's badass. It's the best. That's awesome. That's the best thing you could think of is supporting. You've said it many times on here to support a company that supports what you, how you live and what your thoughts and ideologies are. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that whole system, man, when I'm on the road, I'm just like, wow, from our waiters to our duck calls, to our guns, to our ammo, to this, to our leer and to our deck and everything and the all of, and then the end deal is that toasting that freaking vino or that Jack Daniels cocktail or what, if you don't drink a Coca-Cola or something and just being what a freaking great trip. Yep. And people remember that. They don't just remember the ducks coming in and dying, dude. Nobody remembers Axel that. was unreal. Axel was absolutely on a different level, retrieving birds. It it's sounds a, like you got some work, too. Oh, dude, every day, just freaking workhorse. Anyway, I had a freaking killer time. I don't know how we got off. I mean, I love talking partners like that because I don't want it to be like, this is just brought to you by this, and then it's a paid endorsement. These guys, I'm talking, like, experiences with these products. Now, if we're going back to Revenge of the Nerds, you're talking some endorsement here, like mm-hmm. Adams College, which was made up. Yeah. <laughs> you got Does lambda 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 exist doesn't it what about ready whip for the whipped cream pies that they're selling <laughs> with betty child's picture underneath oh my it? the kissing booth for the first time ever lost it's uh... that's my pie that's what he said <laughs> isn't that unreal it's my pie um 
the whole movie though, it was Carradine was was Gilbert Robert Carradine, one of the Carradines. Yeah, Robert Carradine. Then the guy from ER, O'Neill, uh, Ed Ed, uh, who was Lewis? He was Ed, Ed, Anthony Edwards. He became a famous actor. Yeah, and ER and some other stuff. Then you had uh, Booger, who's in Better Off Dead, and I can't think of his real name. Booger's awesome. I would never be able to think. John of his Goodman's name. in it. Who's over? Julie he- Montgomery played Betty. How do I know this? Julie I Montgomery. Know. I still remember the font. Introducing the characters, the 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 words, the the actors' names and actresses' names. The, yeah, the intro. Julie Montgomery plays Betty Child. I don't remember who played Stan Gable. Who's Ogre? What about U. L. Washington? Oh, Ogre. Remember Mr. Miyagi in Part Two, Beginner's yeah, Luck. Yeah, he, uh, he's in. Uh, he was in one of the Van Damme movies too. Yeah, he was. Ogre, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Remember they're having the belching contest. Remember when he takes that huge piss? After he goes, he gets our next, con- our next contestant, and he reaches over in his ear. He goes, "Ogre, you asshole!" He goes, "Ogre, you asshole!" <laughs> Freaking just awesome. Oh uh, man, what's his name? Donald Gibb. Yep, that's him. That's him. God, he's good. Ogre was awesome. Takes the five minute piss outside of the hot tub. Um, they um did that movie in a way of like the nerds win, they prevail, but they got their asses kicked a lot in it, man. Kind of like a Rocky the, movie. Yeah, their houses got broken into. They got they lost their fraternity house, they and then they come up. back, dude. Man, he's like, "What are you looking at?" He's like, "I thought it was my mom's old d bag, but that's." <laughs> Back in Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) He's wearing that shirt. I can't even say what Booger's shirt does that day Uh, when they're repainting the house. I know what it says, but it was freaking that whole that whole deal, the way they did it. I love that shirt he wore that said who farted and had all the burn holes in it. (laughs) Look, guys, wonder joints. (laughs) What about uh Revenge of the Nerds, the number two? Mm, When they go to Miami or somewhere in Florida, right? It was like an or or was it an island or yeah, I guess it was yeah, it was Florida. They made him think they were in that uh, that uh, ritual or whatever. It was all right. They find all that weed. Yeah, weed I, I kind of dude. It's just the, the the thing about that's why I give so many props to. Now look, the police academies had a little bit of what you call a franchise. They did six of them or whatever, but they were nowhere near on the comedy level of The Hangover. If we're talking comedy, how hard is it to do what Todd Phillips did with the Hangover trilogy? Oh, it's impossible. The the storylines and how you know how I mean part 1 of that movie's genius. Part 2 I think is freaking hilarious in Bangkok. And then they come back to Vegas with John Goodman in part 3 and they tied uh is it Chan? What's his name in it? Chan? What's his uh uh, uh Yeah. What is his name? That the doc that guy's a doctor, that Asian actor is a doctor. Chow. Chow. So Chow's back in it, right? He's a big part of it. But, dude, I laughed my butt off on all three of them. Oh, my God. They're but my point is, is the goats. how hard is it to the make? They didn't make a trilogy of old school. No. Nope. They didn't make a trilogy of wedding crashers. Because you know why? First of all, it's a risk. Because you're taking a chance of losing the first one, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what I think happened with Revenge of the Nerds with me. You can't You can't replicate that. I'm not saying you're trying to copycat it, but you can't make the audience feel the way they did in that first one, which I feel with the hangover and the audio or the, the cast of characters they had, 
with Cooper and Ed Helms and and uh, Zach Galifianakis and those guys, I feel that they did an unreal job. That was great. The speech he gives at that freaking wedding, the the rehearsal dinner at, in Bay when they first get to Thailand, and he stands up and says that. Oh About my. the strip club. He just says freaking shit like that. Though that trilogy was legit. Hey, can you think of another one? The, the one I always go back to is Police Academy, but the Police Academies were so scatterbrained. I don't know if they were real comedies. They were kind of like slapdick comedies, you know? They had a guy with all the sounds and stuff. You touched on one. American Pie, uh, what'd they do, three? Yeah, and the American Pie trilogy, I guess you could say, is... A, is I, yeah, it was all right. I mean, because they did American Pie, American Pie 2, and then American Wedding, right? Yeah. But it was a different kind of humor, in yeah. my opinion. I will always say that. Like, the, the maids and all... Like, it was kind of predictable, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's more predictable. Does that sound fair? Predictable humor? Yeah. Like, it's not as like... There were definitely watchable movies. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, they're good. Like, the dancing scene with with Stifler. Yeah. Like, that was kind of like, well, I wonder what's going to happen. He's going to dance against these guys, and he's going to show them up, and then they become buddies, and then, oh, you're the guy that's the designer in the dress. They're good movies. I don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're a comedy level of Hangover. No. Revenge of the Nerds? (sighs) That was before it's that was ahead of its time, dude. Ahead I, of its time. I'd have to go back and watch some of the other ones. I I remember one and two vividly. There's four of them. I don't remember three or four, and they might be like you said, low budget or something didn't didn't make it to the on which theater. which ones? On Ner- Revenge of the Nerds. There's actually four of them. I think four of them, yeah. I don't remember three and four at all. No. I just remember one and two. That's what I'm saying. Like a trilogy like Rocky, yeah. you remember one, two, and three? Four was unreal with the Russian, which now they're pulling some unreal shit off. Then they come out with five, which is Tommy Morrison. Then they come out with six, which was Rock. Uh, when he, I think his last fight of all time, I can't remember. And then they come out with Apollo or uh, Creed. Creed. Those they kept going with that franchise. Yeah, that's hard to do. Really hard. Even people say the Godfather jumped the shark in part three. Like a lot of people say yeah. that Godfather three is not worthy of being with part one and two. I would probably agree. Now, the people that love the franchise, I love part three. If you know the book and you know the story, then I, and you could talk to Clint about that. I think it's a freaking awesome story. And maybe it's its own standalone thing or something that that's sometimes you have to separate the, you know, the hangover, uh, the third one, a lot of people didn't like as much as one and two, but it, it was, it was still a good movie, even standalone by itself, you know, didn't not that it doesn't have to be part of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? But it, it was a good movie. Separate, you know, if you can't separate it in your head from the other two, sometimes you have to do that. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but what my point is, and I'm, I'm not trying to, like, defend it. I'm just saying that it's a comedy trilogy. Yeah. It's not drama. It's, it's not a whole bunch of storyboards. They took three separate storyboards and made it hilarious with the same cast of characters. I just That's saw... hard to do, right? Oh, impossible. That's what Rocky did in drama. Rocky's not really an action movie. Rambo, another franchise that Stallone pulls off. Stallone's a badass, dude. Yeah. He's a badass. Because that rock, that last Rambo, when he waxes them dudes with that longbow and just keeps freaking <laughs> taking the arrows out of his back. The exploding arrows? They're, yeah, they're running across the water. Oh, yeah. No, they're not exploding, are they? They're just smoking them. Were they exploding? I'm pretty sure that or it, more, well, at least one of them's an exploding arrow. Remember, it was like a machined like, tip. Might, maybe that's what he shoots the helicopter with. Yeah. I don't think the, I think those guys were just getting smoked. Like yeah. he's leading them and shit, just yeah. waxing them. He definitely had one exploding arrow. But Rambo Part One, dude. I mean, that movie was insane. It had David Caruso in it. It had he was one of the cops in the beginning. It had Brian Dennehy in it. 
was one of the main guys looking. For, he was John Rambo's guy that knew he was out there. The oh yeah, the blonde haired dude. Yeah, that died in Tommy Boy. And yeah, he, he's died in real life too. I think. Now he did. Probably he died. He was Tommy Boy's dad that dies at the wedding reception. Hit the haze in the hose. He, yeah, hey, <laughs> he's with. Uh, he's just married Raquel Welch. Yeah, which is another unbelievable comedy. Oh my god, I just watched it the other day. God, hilarious. It's now so Black funny. Sheep, man, and then he was making. He had another movie he was making after Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja is not funny. Terrible movie. I've ever seen it. Tommy Boy's good. David Spade's good in it. They're pretty good in Black Sheep together. Comedy, we got to talk about Sandler real quick. I watched The Longest Yard when I was on the road. It was on one of, in the lodge. That movie's badass. It was oh, a redo of the movie. original with Burt Reynolds. Yeah, but but I, I think my favorite all-around Sandler movie, hands down, is Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. I think his top three are Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, and Big Daddy. Yeah. You didn't like The Waterboy? Oh, see, that's a tough one to go past, too. I like The Waterboy, too. That might take place of Billy Madison, but Billy Madison's what his first one, right? He was in Coneheads coming out of Saturday Night Live. I believe Coneheads, him and Farley were in there. Spade, maybe, too, with Aykroyd and Belushi. Or John, was John Candy in that, or was it just Belushi and Aykroyd? Who was in that? Aykroyd and who? Dan Aykroyd, for sure. And who was the other Conehead? David Spade, for sure. Uh, it's the taller the taller dude. Uh, God dang it. Not Kevin Nealon. I can't believe he passed away, too. And now Bob Saget just passed. I know. Um, who was in that? Steve Martin? No. Anyway, Sandler was in that. Remember in the restaurant scene? Sandler's in the Coneheads movie. Oh, yeah. Farley, Spade, they're, they're, yeah, they're in it. Who were the main Coneheads? The wife and Aykroyd and who? Uh, I'm getting to the to the cast right now. That's why we need the Google guy. We need to get one in here. When can we start that? I'm serious. We need to start that. Robert Knott? No. No. Really, that's... Sinbad was in that movie. Sinbad? I don't remember. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman was not one of the original Coneheads, though. Yeah, Marillax. Was he? Yeah. With Aykroyd? Tom... D- oh, that, no, 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 that's the thing. Yeah. Why are we not getting this sooner? It's hard to find right now. Cast. Or no, he was the boss, right? I don't... Yes, that's... Man, it, maybe it just was Dan Aykroyd. Jane Curtin, I remember. David Spade, Adam Sandler, and Chris Farley, of course. Yeah, it was just him and his wife Phil and daughter, Hartman I guess. It had to be. Okay, so it was their family. Anyway, haven't seen it in a while. Eddie Griffin's in it, yeah. Um, but then it, it was 1995, dude. I was playing baseball, and I remember it came out in the freaking theater of with Billy Madison. And that was like the start of a, it has to, he's got to be at one time he was getting like 25 million for these comedy movies he's making out of his own production company. Plus he's making back end as being the producer. Oh yeah. Sandler. He's got that company. Gil, uh, Billy, Billy happy Madison, happy Madison company. I mean, come on. I love that. He brings all his buddies to his movies, all too. of his high school buddies. Yeah. And they're in it. Did you watch uncut gems? Loved it. Most stressful I, movie I've ever seen. I know. Not stressful. really most, but very stressful. Very um, stressful. His new turn, man. I, I, he, the Cobbler. Did you ever see that one? It's kind of a romantic comedy where he's like a shoemaker. 
The cobbler? Yeah. No, I, saw, I remember like, uh, I remember he had that other drama where he's dying and he goes back to see his ex-wife. Click or whatever? No, 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 no. He's It's a drama. Punch Truck Love was one. Oh, yeah. And the other one, he's dying. It's called Funny People. Remember that movie was good, dude. It was a comedy kind of. James Taylor sang in it. It's called Funny People where he's a comedian and he tries to go back out and get his chops again. Uh, the gob- the cobbler is a, he's a shoemaker in somewhere, you know, a, whatever, resoling shoes and stuff. It's pretty good. It's like a, a romantic comedy thing. I don't know. I like him. He's good. But yeah, Happy Gilmore. I think, yeah, remember when we were going to spring training a couple years ago? Yeah. And we were in this excursion and they had it on the TVs in the back and yeah. I was sitting up front and you were sitting behind me. You weren't even watching it. And we laughed our asses oh off God. just on the audio, just yep. on just on the the script. You can picture it all in your head. You still remember every single thing about it. Um, hold on a second. I'm doing this real quick. What um, about we touched on it briefly? You know, Ryan Reynolds and his little stream there. Waiting, you know, early to yeah, waiting. Uh, I, li- I enjoy waiting. I love waiting. Val uh, Kilmer, <laughs> I would say Van, Van Wilder. Wilder. I also loved Office Space in that time frame. Oh, yeah. Mike Judge. I loved Office Space. God, that's a good movie, too, man. That's a great movie. They had just better movies back then. Well, the comedies being made today, besides Todd Phillips, um, I don't know who produced Wedding Crashers. That guy needs to do more. But it's Seth Rogen. He's, he's in the movies, right? He, he Todd puts Phillips himself... is. Yeah. He always makes a cameo. Yeah. And in, in uh, old school, it's, hey, I'm here for the... Yeah, I mean, that's him. Hangover one. He's the guy, the pimp looking guy in the elevator. And I was going to say the elevator scene. Yep. Um, I'm, I, I know two and three. I know in hangover two and three, he's in due date. He's got a cameo in due date. That's Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. He did that one. But yeah, he does cameos like Quentin Tarantino. What's due date? Due date's the one where I think, I think Downey Jr., is on a trip and his plane flight gets canceled or something. He tries to rent a car and he gets stuck with this road trip with Zach Galifianakis oh. across the kids. It's got yeah, a pretty yeah, good storyline yeah, yeah. to it. Kind of like planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah. It's kind of like the train plane train, but it's got a good story to it. Um, but man, dude, I think, yeah, you just like office space was hilarious. There's so there's good comedies, but like Fletch and Caddyshack, classic comedies, Christmas vacation, classic comedies. But I've all I all still say it. And we've said it on this podcast before, from beginning to end. Wedding Crashers is the funniest movie ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, and we've just named a lot of funny movies. But it's, it, I think all those that we've named, if they popped up on TV right now, we'd watch them. But yeah, I, Wedding Crashers, I just watched. Uh, I just watched uh, last month. It's such a good movie. You did what? A, with who? Huh? With who? I watched it with my brother when we were down there uh, sheep hunting. I could I could do every line of that movie. I I still uh I wanted to say too. Do you know some people call Caddyshack like a cult classic? I grew up with Caddyshack. Like I thought it was like a mainstream. You know, everybody's seen it. You run into quite a few people who have not seen Caddyshack. Really? And, yeah, and it's not like they call it a cult classic. No. Yes. I know. Ne- hey. I wouldn't believe it either, but I think you and I grew Wait up. Though how how do you go? How do you, how's it a cult classic when those guys were at the top of their game? You're talking about Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield. Now Rodney didn't get bigger, I don't think, until later on in his comedic career. 
Yeah, it was well. I think it was like eighty eight, eighty nine when he had that show Dangerfields when Dice Clay got discovered on it. Remember that those days? Yeah, he had that show on HBO or whatever called Dangerfields. I don't know when Rodney Dangerfield got big. He might not have been as big when he was in Caddyshack. Remember but that Bill move? Murray, Chevy Chase coming out of Saturday Night Live fame. Yeah, vacation fame. They call it a cult classic. I don't know if it just didn't do well in the theaters or didn't. Maybe it wasn't promoted correctly or what. I've uh, never heard it called a cult classic. What about Rodney Dangerfield's movie when he's does the high dives. Is it back to school or back something school. like that? Back to school. That's a good movie, dude. And he, and he, uh, I, I, yeah, it was pretty funny. I got to watch that again. I haven't seen that in a while. He does the triple Lindy when he jumps on all the diving time. boards and stuff. Pretty funny. I seen that. Kind of like Van Wilder in a way. It's funny. Like that's what we ought to, we ought to, we ought to do a little homework and break down movies. Like we just said, we kind of follow the same path. Yeah. As theme. You, yeah. You got, you know, Obviously, the vacations had their own their own deals, but you know, planes, trains, and automobiles is you know nowadays due date. You know, Caddyshack could be Happy Gilmore's kind. You know, both yeah. in golf. Kind what of. is your opinion on on on? I like that idea because there. I'm thinking of some, but what is your opinion on? Now, Seth Rogen wrote and directed, or produced, or directed Superbad, and it's about his life. That's why Jonah Hill's name is Seth in it, and all that, right? That movie's hilarious. Hilar- He's got some good ones, too, we yeah. haven't talked I'm about. I'm wondering, like, what are they? Because I wasn't a big fan of the pregnancy one. What was that called? Knocked Up? I like that okay one. some okay funny parts. Pineapple Express is good. Yeah, but do you have to be a stoner to watch it? Kind of. Kind of. What about the Sausage movie? Sausage Party. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Dude, I laugh my ass off at that. I've seen that movie dozens of times. And it's animated, which I've always liked the animated I heard he's stuff. got another animated one coming out. Yeah. It's just as nasty. Because uh, that one was nasty. And he did the, uh, what's the one with uh, uh, Korea? Uh, the with interview? You? Or what's it called? Oh, with yeah, Kim John interview. Him and John Franco. Or Dude, him and Franco. That, what's that Franco's last first name? Matt. No. John? What is Franco's first first name? His acting buddy. I thought it was a, I thought it was a weird name. Franco. Is this guy is in Pineapple Express? Yeah. He's in all the movies with him. Uh, that movie's freaking hilarious, though. Um. Uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin he's in. I wonder if he wrote that. Yes. Dude, Steve Carell's hilarious in that movie. That's another must-see. Dude, that movie is so funny. That's another must-see. If I hear one more, or if I hear Michael McDonald. James Franco. James Franco. If I hear Michael McDonald <laughs> sing, what's the song? Come on, we got to get it. Look it up. Oh, my God. If I hear Michael McDonald, it's like Kumbaya on or something, dude. It's not that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna light this whole building, or I'm going to blow this whole building up. And she just blows him off. <laughs> and, the, and the freaking waxing scene that was truly a waxing scene, like they that was him really getting waxed. That's nuts. Oh, dude. that Yeah, he really did that to get his real reaction. Well, remember when I did it on The Foul Life, dude, in Montana? Oh, my God. Not fun. Not no. fun. If I have to hear J- Michael McDonald's, because they kept playing it on the big TVs. Is it I Keep Forgetting? No. Are you looking hey, up the quote? Hey, I'm trying to find it. Um, there was a, what's that girl's name that does the, the, it's their manager. She's pretty funny. She's in a lot of funny acts. She's in that one uh, the, where she's the guardian angel member. I used to do cocaine for breakfast every morning. Yeah, what movie is that? Was she in Grown Up or no? What was the movie? Role Models. Role Models is what we're thinking of. Yes. She was in that? Yes. She's the she's the boss or whatever. Uh, minute by minute. I got to hear minute by minute. <laughs> I got the... Paul Rudd says it to her. Let's listen. Hold on. Are you sure that's the song? I have it right now. I'm listening right now. Hold on. 
here goes. Yamo be there. But the song plays minute by minute. Oh, really? In the background right oh, now. Oh, that's yeah. what I was going off of with uh, Yamo be there. Yamo be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dude, that's, a, that's one of his funniest scenes because I am not. I don't think he – he don't make me laugh that hard. Uh, I just watched him in um, – what's uh, I Love You, Man. That's a good movie, dude. Have you seen that? Uh, I didn't, when he's, was he's it, a real estate is agent. Is it funny? It's I need funny, to watch dude. It again. He does the beer race with the the uh, that big curly haired dude that's in a lot of their movies too, and he pukes right in his face. But I, it's worth watching again. I need oh to watch it. Oh my god, that big curly haired dude's on uh, the breakup with Vince Vaughn. You know their their oh, buddies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which but, I was just gonna bring him up because I watched Four Christmases twice during the holidays. Oh, dude, Vince Vaughn. We could talk comedies for five but, hours. But they're, he's tough to beat, dude. He, the way he is, his his persona in all his movies from swingers he's so real dude just so much made cockiness when it freaking, started oh made. I'm a tall drink of water made's hilarious that's him and john that's better than swingers yeah in my opinion john favreau Puff daddy and freaking dude that's got so many good lines and i'm gonna take that 20 back <laughs> i, can, dude, I that forgot movie, how good that movie is that movie's hilarious that put him on the map those two put yeah. him on the map but then he came out like i think you think old school was his big break of like stardom in the in the new age of comedy I mean, I know because John Favreau was starting his career too with swingers and writing movies, and he went on to Iron Man success. He was in the breakup with Vince Vaughn. That movie's so well done because it's so unpredictable. They very easily could have got back together, and they meet up, and it's so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. And but it's serious too. A lot of his movies have a good story like that. Yeah, even Wedding Crashers did. Even um, uh, what's the one that I just watched? Four Christmases has a great family story to it. And Silver Line, and they all got great. So his comedy's just different. That's why Wedding Crashers was so good for me. It was Vince Vaughn and Owen's awesome in it too, and Walken's awesome in it, and all the actors just jail really well. But that was a freaking awesome. That the all the great funny lines come from Vince. Like uh, phenomenal. Uh, Owen's good foods. too, but phenomenal finger foods. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> I'm a phenomenal dancer, and you know it. Oh, I'm supposed what to feel sorry for you. Stairs <laughs> getting jerked up under the table, and you get to oh. motorboat some old prods. We talked about that breakfast scene the morning after. Oh, my. when he's talking to the priest, and he chooses not to sit with. Oh, I'm gonna, the big guy's going to choose not to sit with you. I'm going to recharge my batteries over here. Just hand me the syrup. He's, <laughs> he's got he's, his mouthful. He stacks that plate, but that shit like that. Have a he little bit of the sacrament, Father. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But he didn't. He didn't do. He didn't have to do that. That had to be him, Adley. That's Matt. him. Oh, 100%. Had to be him just stacking that plate of waffles and pancakes and sausage. That's like that confidence factor, dude. It, he, even in Dodgeball, you know, when he's kind of the. Another great freaking Vince yeah, Vaughn. And the, a great storyline in that. Yeah. He's like the dorky guy and White Goodman's the, you know, and, he's but he's still he's just owner. overly cocky about all of it, you know? He's like, <laughs> my gym has uh, shareholders. Your gym doesn't even have cup holders. Why would a gym have cup holders? <laughs> freaking hilarious. <laughs> um, but do yourself a favor on Apple TV. Go in and. Pret put him in the search bar and then just look at all the movies he's been in that we don't even know about. There's Who, been Vince? a lot of them, yeah. Oh, I know. But he doesn't do any comedies anymore. 
No. He had that Wild West show, that Wild West comedy show or whatever it was where he did mixed music and, and weird art and shit. But, man, there's a ton of – his last movie I saw was a, a prison movie where he had his head shaved. Have you seen the previews for that? I have, where but he kills I haven't a guy, seen it. Where he kills a guy and then he kills another guy in prison? I never watched it, but I, I saw the uh, – I saw the – what's it called for? That just made me trailer. think of another movie way off, way off kilter here. But um, Law Abiding Citizen. Who's in it? What's that guy's name? That British guy? They, I don't even know what other movies he's been in, but he, he, uh, his family, his house gets robbed when he, and his wife and kids get killed, and he gets arrested. Jamie Fox is in it. Jamie Fox is in it. Yep. And what's that guy's name? Uh, Gerard, Gerard Butler. Butler. Dude, go home tonight and do yourself a favor and watch it. It is bad to the bone, bro. Really? Yeah, he gets a prison sentence for kill- comedy, obviously. for going after the killers of his family. Goes and huh. smokes them, kills one of them, and gets caught. Just gives up, and they take him to prison. That's all I'm going to tell you. Mm. And then it's a freaking whole deal about what happens from prison. I like a good prison movie, dude. It is bad ass i just started thinking of that because of that old vince vaughn that new the newest vince vaughn so i saw that brawl on cell block 99 is vince yeah that's vaughn. what it's called i never seen it I'm, I'm i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm a huge fan of it i don't know if i was i just kind of watched because i'm so used to his comedy chops yeah it's almost like jim carrey who did he make some funny movies pet detective liar liar dumb and dumber was his best of all time, hands down best in yeah. my opinion. But then they just try to go too different, man, and they throw you off. Sandler's pulled it off pretty good. Yeah, but very few those, people can though. Most of those comedy actors need to stick with what they're good at. I think they just get bored of it, like doing the same shit. Like how many times if Chris Farley didn't die tragically in '96 with the overdose and whatever he was doing that night, how many times could he play that fat character that overreacts? Van down by the river. Tommy boy and the M&Ms and the sweating and the running through. Hey, can you show me to where the gym is? Not her or not John Hancock, Herbie Hancock. <laughs> and then he comes into Beverly Hills Ninja and he's a f- overweight ninja. That's awkward. And then he goes into black sheep and he's the brother that's awkward. And he's trying to get his brother and he just keeps embarrassing his family. Right. He played the same role over and over and over, over and over. And even in a lot of his skits, like leave me alone. I'm starving. Every role that he played, he was that overweight, chubby, obese, Overreactive, awkward, yeah. overreactive guy, and that's that has to pigeonhole you and depress you, right? Well, that's why they they, they call that typecasting, right? Yeah, that's you know, what it's you like got. Samuel L. Jackson's always going to be that badass, you know, guy, or you know, always Vince Vaughn's always going to be that cocky, arrogant, funny guy. Now, like you said, he's branching out into some different stuff. He never really, I don't, you know, he was funny in Swingers, but Swingers wasn't really a comedy. I mean, but but also pretty small movie. But do I want? Am I too selfish to make him to sit down with Vince Vaughn on the podcast and go, bro, don't do it. Yeah. Keep being funny. Because well, the intern, say, the intern with him and Owen Wilson, hilarious. Have you seen it? Yeah. When they get the Google internship, you've seen it? Yeah. What other? Get, let's name one more before we get out of here. One more group of people. One more funny movie. One more movie. funny, funny Vince Vaughn movie. You don't want to talk. Well, we did dodgeball. Uh, role, he's in. No, not role models. Are you, you think of any? No, I'm not bringing them up. I'm going to bring them up. I don't have a memory like yours. Let me think of one real quick. Hold I'm on. I'm not going to tell you. That's why I'm just going to bring them up. We've already talked about a lot of them. Old school and wedding crashers are his man. Dodgeball's there. Um, 
Oh, he's awesome in Anchorman and the little time he was in Anchorman. And um, I loved him in Starsky and Hutch. He's funny in that, even though he's not one of the main actors in that. He's fun. Am I naming some? Yeah. You're on it? Um, He's funny in... God, he's got a little tiny part in a in not a comedy movie, and he's funny in it, dude. Now I can't think of what it was called. I'm looking, I'm cheating. He is one of the greatest, though. Oh, be cool, which is a great oh, movie. Oh, that's dude. Uh, John Travolta. Yes, I forgot about his role dude. in that. Dude, <laughs> he wheezy. Dude, ah, he his list is huge, dude. I'm gonna watch. I think I'm watching Made tonight. I know you want me to watch that other one, but I don't feel like watching a movie like that. But I am gonna watch Made. Which one? Oh, you don't feel like watching Spark? Uh, At Law Abiding Citizen. You don't want to, dude. I'm telling you, it's worth watching. I know, but I think you you already got me one. Made. He's been in a lot of movies, man. Tell, that's what I'm saying. When I brought him up on Four Christmases this year, dude, it brought up all of his movies on the bottom. You know, it's kind of like one of those. You might also like these. And dude, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Mr. and Mrs. Smith with uh, Brad Jelena. Yeah, yeah, he's in that. What's the he's dilemma? Huh? With, what's the dilemma? Oh, the dilemma is awesome. Him and Kevin James. Yeah. I don't he know. catches Kevin James' wife cheating on him. And the whole movie is like, they go out as couples and everything, you know? And he's got to like hide it. And then finally it all comes to a head. And it's another another comedy with a, with, a, with a ton of great punchlines and funny shit. But then it's got a great ending, a great story at the end. He was in Hacksaw Ridge, which is a good movie. I like the breakup. I know it's a rom com. I think but I think it's funny. I don't know if it was a rom com. I think that it was a great story. I think that the lemons, the the whole. I love Jason Bateman, by the way. That's another great genius actor in my of our time. Right, comedic. You, have you seen Bad Words? No. Please go watch that tonight. Then over the he other finds one? a way to get. If you haven't seen it, he he grew up in a family where his dad was like the head of the spelling bee. And he finds a way at 40 years old. There's a rule that allows a 40-year-older to compete against the kids in spelling bees. <laughs> Dude, Dominates it's a great everyone. story. No, <clears throat> hey, a great story. The, the, like you said, the, the scene with the lemons, and he's playing freaking a video game. It's, that's like life, right? Like you get, you get so – it could go both ways, right? You look at it from his point of view. He's like, Dude, I just worked my ass off all day. I want to sit here for an hour and play Grand Theft Auto, and I'm getting harped at by my chick about having three lemons instead of six. What baby wants, baby gets. Yeah, and it's freaking, dude. It's you just it's great comedy. Some, yeah, it's great comedy, but it's also a good story, like you said. It, everyone can relate to. Well, that. Well, we relate to it when they go to the concert and she's hoping he shows up and she's standing there by herself watching the the, the old ninety sevens the yep. band and um, there's just there's a lot of great co- parallels in that movie. The, the talks he has with John Favreau in the the bar. Yeah. Like, forget about her, dude. Like, that's what guys say. Go out and find some more. Yeah, get some new It's ones. harder. It, like, it, it's just a lot of... He's a... I think he's such a down-to-earth person. He gets it, and he puts a lot of that into his movies. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to put into this podcast, breaking it down with Chad and Alex, part of This Life Ain't For Everybody, family of podcasts. Check out other brand-new episodes of our sister podcast, The Foul Life, and Where the Payment Ends. Brand-new episodes of The Benelli's. The Foul Life airing right now on exclusively on the Outdoor Channel. We got awesome cookbooks and rubs rocking right now over at theproviderlife.com. Check out our social media all over Instagram and Facebook. Soon to be Tic Tac, Tic Tock, Tickety Talk, Tickety Talk, Walk the Walk and Talk the Talk. God, you want to rock, rock the Vegas? I don't know why you're not doing it. Uh, you got to do it with ice cream too. I, can't, I don't have the same personality as you. Check out what we got going on. We got more coming. Thank you to all of our partners and sponsors. Check out all of our websites. 
Dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be a good next month and a half. You got to come check us out. National Wild Turkey Federation Convention. You going to come? You going to nut up and come to Nashville? Mm-hmm. You got to come. We're going to be in Idaho. We're going to be in Vegas for Safari Club International Convention, the SHOT Show. Idaho for Mallards. Colorado Front Range for Canada Geese. Nashville for the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention. We got stuff going on in Texas pretty soon. We got Snow Goose coming up in George Iowa and Nebraska. Week. We got George Brett coming into town tomorrow. Are you with us tomorrow too? Yeah. And Thursday. Yeah. Going to be big times. This life, this life, this life. Thank you all for listening. What are we going out with? We came in with Brent Cobb. Let's go ahead and go out with, uh, oh man, what's a good one? Let's go in with, uh, hey, Snoop, bring your hat. Bring your hat. Snoop, Snoop Loop. Bring, bring your green, green hat. hat. <laughs> Snoop Loop. We're going uh, streaking. Let's go out with a little Snoop Dog. I don't know. If, uh, drop it while it's hot, Tom. Let's go without with Snoop Dogg. Drop it while it's hot. I don't know if you could play a lot of Snoop Dogg songs Keep on it. Short. Keep, Keep it short. Keep it short. <laughs> Edit that up, Eli. Let's go out. This is Snoop Dogg. Drop it like it's hot. This is Chad and Alex for breaking it down. Thank you all so much for listening. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rolling.